Press YYZ. Um, we're the only Canadian gaming podcast that you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as podcast services of your choice on Thursday and YouTube as well. Uh, hi, my name is Nathan McInerney. It's been a while. I'm glad that you guys came to join us today. I'd like to introduce you to some of my friends. Let's start off with the incomparable Mitch George. Mitch, how are you doing today? We're a little late. It's true. Not going to lie, but that's because we're planning on so many fun things for this weekend that you guys have no idea what's in store for you, but you'll find out soon. All right. Uh, thank you, Mitch. Uh, running everything in the background, our computer supreme leader, Cozy. Cozy, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I would not have advertised the fact that we were late. I would have told everybody watching this live that actually we're on time and that they're the people that think that we're late and that they're the people that are wrong and that we are the only people that are right. Time doesn't work that way. We're definitely running late. No, it's not. It's not time. It's that we're right and they're wrong. That's time is no. a flat circle. You don't tell your audience they're wrong because then they'll leave. So please don't listen to Cozy and please stay. No, they have All to right. learn that they're wrong so that they can learn to respect us. No. And continue, okay. Nathan. Finally, we have the leader <laughs> of the Pixel Army. AJ, how are you doing? Uh, I am not a graphic designer. I can tell you that much. Uh, you're doing very, very well. Doing my best. All right. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, just talk about the show before we get started. A reminder as always that we here at Press YYZ stand against discrimination of any kind. Uh, when, well, we appreciate, uh, however you choose to give back to the show, there's no better way than just to be great to each other. Um, so yeah, just a few quick, uh, notes. Uh, I think last week when we were doing our podcast in the, we were in the infancy of discussing extra life. And I don't think we really talked about it in the podcast at all. Um, but guess what guys, we're doing extra life. Hey! Were you guys aware? Ooh. So, uh, we're excited. Uh, I th- believe Cozy's got our uh, tentative schedule. Yes, TBA. I do. There may they be some be changes to it. looking at it live on Twitch right now or on YouTube after the fact. Perfect. And if they're not, and they're listening to it on audio services, this Sunday, November the 7th, we will be live at twitch.tv slash pressyyz from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, raising money via Extra Life for sick kids, local children's hospital here in Toronto. Uh, if you want to be there, join us. We're going to have a lot of games we can play with y'all. Uh, if you can't be there and would just like to support us in some fashion, uh, the links will be everywhere on social and you can go to pressyyz.com slash extra life to donate now. Yeah. Um, we're super excited about this. Uh, we've got some stuff that's coming together. We're hoping that we could potentially have some guests. We're still working those details out. So TBA on that. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a fun time. I'm sure it's going to be tiring. Uh, Cozy and both Mitch can have told us how tiring a 12-hour stream can be. So we're looking forward to this. It's worse when you're doing it alone and doing things like eating raw onions and shaving your face. Um, Well, I mean, that's your problem. I I didn't do either of those things. I did not do either of those You should things. have. The onion wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be, and it was nice but to be clean-shaven for about three weeks. You're you're <laughs> describing those things like those really brought down the stream and made it that much more difficult. It made it more difficult for me, but everyone else had a good time. But we will have lots of fun Anyways. things planned with you, our community, who we appreciate so very much. Lots of games to play together. Um, we're going to play some things you might not expect. Uh, you might see some golf with your friends in there, some airborne yep. kingdom, which AJ has not shut up about to the point that 
I'm going to play it for the first time on stream. We may have Ooh. some giveaways planned if we hit certain milestones. So Maybe kids be, could be appearing. Yeah, Nathan may enlist the small humans that he, you know, houses Created. and feeds for free uh, to, to yep. do some entertaining things. So please do come and hang out with us for any any length of time if you can. And if not, like I said, pressyyz.com slash extra life to donate to a fantastic cause. I, I got to okay. say... It's about time somebody is finally thinking of the children. Do it for the kids. <laughs> this is where we need that gift from the Simpsons. Won't somebody think of the children? Um, okay. So because of that, um, and also because the Eternals is opening tomorrow night, I'm going up to Toronto to watch the Eternals. So I will not be streaming tomorrow night. Heck yes. We're going to go see that together. It's going to be a good time. You're, in, yep. you're a lunatic for driving up to Toronto to see this movie with me, but I appreciate it very much. Yes, it better be good. <laughs> it will be a movie. It'll be a movie. Early we, reviews. we know it's a movie for sure. We will, um, we will sit in that theater for two hours and 40 some odd minutes to get those end credit scenes, of which there are probably multiple, which yep. I'm going to Google right now so I know for tomorrow. But you continue with your rigmarole. Okay. So that being said, we will be streaming Forza Horizon 5 next week at some point. It comes out on Tuesday for all the, what's the, the plebs? Let the people Game Pass who, subscribers. The Game Pass subscribers, the people who don't want to pay for the early edition. Um, so we will definitely be streaming it next week. TBA on the exact stream uh, date. It could be Tuesday or Thursday. So please pay attention I, to Twitter. I got to I gotta say, with regards to Forza, I have never been more tempted to get the three days or whatever, four days of early, early. access than that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped for this, but yeah. I no, think I'll I'm, be good and not get, cave. If we did get it, we'd be able to play it on stream on Sunday. Yeah, I can't talk my wife into it. I've tried. <laughs> uh, to confirm for those listening at home and you guys here, if you're interested in seeing the Eternals this week and don't want to know how many post-credit scenes there are right now, take out your headphones for about a minute uh, or okay. 30 seconds. Um, but for those who do care, spoiler free, there are two end credit scenes in the Eternals, one mid-credits, one post-credits. So stay okay. in your seat right to the end of that film rolling. All right. Sweet. Um, well, wow. well, hopefully hard to believe that there are next week. Hard to believe that there are an eternal number of post credit scenes in Marvel's Eternals. I there feel like not, two is not eternal at all. I feel we, like that's we the opposite. Just, I'm, we just review or we just revisited Guardians Volume 2 for Disney Plus Us. And I think that movie has five. So two is reasonable. Five was excessive. I was uh, acting as if uh, the people that tuned out for the revelation that there were two just tuned back in. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so we want to get going on the show here quickly uh, before we do that. Cozy, uh, I don't see things here, but do you have plans to stream next week right after Extra Life? Or are you taking a break? Uh, I'm undecided. I'll see. There are a okay. lot of halos that I still have to complete. So maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Pay attention uh, to Twitter uh, so that we can see if we uh, have Cozy streaming as well. And I will say just before we do get into the episode, we're going to talk a bit about what we've been up to, but we will get into a discussion of our fantasy video game movie casting choices towards the back half of the show. So yep. please do stay tuned and hang out with us on YouTube, podcast services, wherever it is. We will get to that discussion just as soon as we talk about what we've been up to. Right, Nathan? Yes, 100%. And somebody may or may not have been laughing maniacally about their choices. It's going to be awful. Nathan wouldn't stop laughing. We had to mute him to start the show. 
<laughs> it was amazing because I am so excited about talking about some of these. So let's get to that. But first, we got to talk about what we've been playing. Um, AJ. Hi. It looks like you've given up console gaming permanently and have just decided to game permanently yep. on your Pixel 6. Is this true? Correct. Yeah. No, I am. I am. Yeah. All mobile all the way. The The revolution is here. You know, uh, they, they said like 10 years ago uh, when it first started popping off that, you know, it, it couldn't be done and it would never match up. But here we are. And I'm playing on my phone. Okay. So... Tell me about, I guess we got two games to talk about. Let's just knock them out one after another. Now, Diablo Immortal, um, yeah. that's downloaded to my phone. I haven't tried it. Tell me about your thoughts. Um, it feels like Diablo in, in a lot of the right ways. Wait, wait, um, before we before we go further, don't you have a phone? That was the infamous comment from Blizzard, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I have a phone, oh, and that's why phone. I'm playing on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't you guys Sorry, have go phones? Yeah, no, this is not an April Fool's joke, um, a late one. Um, you know, the Diablo Immortal, uh, by by all accounts, seems to be okay uh, in terms of being a mobile game. Um, and, you know, it, it is fun enough in, in, in all the right ways, um, and it feels very Diablo in all the right ways. However, there are materials and other shit right out the ass that, you know, if you really, if you, if you want the really good stuff, the really good oh. items and equipment drops, you know, you can, uh, you know, it's you got to get this special currency with real money and you can use that to get, and it's just when so when i say that it's it's okay i mean playing playing it without putting any money into it feels good independently you feel like you're making progress you're always getting new loot to upgrade your your equipment and everything as you should in a diablo um the problem is you could do it a lot faster, perhaps, if you spend a little money mm. just to be able to, you know, you spend a little bit of money to get a, a, a slightly better uh, than normal piece of equipment or what material or whatever, upgrade, upgrade your equipment to something a little bit better. But then a better one is going to drop from that eventually. And so, so what do you do at that point, right? Now, yep. it, it is in closed beta. Um, there is an option for cosmetics, which I would have no problem uh, paying money for. But yep. like, if you want to craft special gems that you can put into your socketed items to give them special effects and stuff, you can find some of them. And but it seems like a, a good a good amount of them you might have to, uh, not have to, but you might be able to advance quicker and and pay for if you really wanted to but uh, yeah which is disappointing yeah that's fair um but. okay so that's diablo yeah. uh, immortal yep now pikmin bloom yes uh, this is is this niantic 
Yes. Am I correct? This is the Pokemon Go, but Pikmin. Yes. So this is Niantic making it. They're just shutting down Harry Potter yeah. in the Wizarding World right now, I believe. Yes. Or at the beginning of next year, Harry they, Potter. They're shutting down. down Harry Potter so they could make Wizards room for Unite. Pikmin. Correct. Wizards yeah. Unite. Yeah. Thank you. There we go. Um, yeah. So how does this compare? Like, is this going to be uh, Pokemon Go or is this going to be shut down in a year and a half? What are your feelings I, on it? I think it'll be shut down in a year and a half. To Whoa. be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, it's it's doing kind of interesting things. But of course, like nobody realizes it's out. Nobody knows about it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not seeing a lot of the the interesting things it could be doing. Um, some of the control. So in the in the Pikmin games, you you mm-hmm. give you can give your your Pikmin juice or whatever, right? You they they bring back fruit, mm-hmm. which they do when you log in, um, and uh, they can uh, you you can like feed them the juice or you use the juice to sustain your own life or whatever the heck. That juice that you get from the fruit. You can flick out to your Pikmin like you would a Pokeball, but it is very imprecise, unlike Pokemon Go. Like, Mm. sometimes it just goes halfway across my screen, and, like, the Pikmin, who it's supposed to land in front of, who are gathered in front on the bottom of the screen, um, don't even know it's there because it's gone so far away from them, right? And then it ends up just disappearing, and I've lost it. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. That that. Well, it doesn't they're, sound. They're, too they're probably gonna. No, they're probably gonna shut it down in a year and a half. It is a cute, charming little game, just like Pikmin. If you need a change from Pokemon Go, give it a go because if you go out, let's say you go out on a, on a walk or something like that, or go somewhere, right, and you take some pictures, mm-hmm. right. Uh, one of the things about it is it'll take in those pictures from your walk, right? And oh, okay. it'll it'll ask you at the end of the day when you go to check in, like, hey, how was your day today? You know, was it... And it'll give you a, the option of frowny face, sta- uh, you know, whatever, happy face and a, a one in the middle. Um, and you can just kind of, like, use it as, like, a, a visual diary if you wanted. Um, gotcha. Which Which is interesting, but, like, I don't think anybody's going there for that. Um, but you know, if it brings somebody joy, why not? It's right. such a Nintendo move to be like, Hey, you know, Pokemon go is this fantastically huge success. What other Nintendo franchise are we going to give the go treatment to? Let's go at Pikmin. You know, I really do respect Miyamoto and company being like, we're going to, you know, do our hardest and try our hardest to continue to make Pikmin a thing and not just have it be a has-been of the GameCube slash Wii U era. But, like, even watching uh, that reveal trailer for the game and seeing all the cute Pikmin going about doing their thing, I'm like, even if this is really good, I just can't see this taking off. And hearing that it has some quality control problems is like kind of doubly disappointing on top of that um yeah that being said i don't just because of the nature of it being a mobile game and what it is that it offers in terms of a gameplay experience i can't see this being like a money sink either like i suspect that even if it gets shut down in over a year from now it'll probably make a profit Hmm. i mean they are shutting down the harry like niantic is shutting down the harry potter game 
uh, I think it's January 1st or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometime in January. So unfortunately I don't think Pikmin has the staying power of something like Pokemon, but I mean, listen, if Harry Potter can't, if Harry Potter can't make it in the same market, Pikmin's going to struggle. Yeah, Pikmin's gonna, definitely going to struggle. Unless it's just it so so low budget. Less. Unless it's just so low budget for them and like that it can stick around and maybe gather its own following that is like just enough. But mm. I, I don't think I, so. I worry that Pikmin isn't the same kind of collectathon as Pokemon. Um unless yeah. the Japanese audience really picks this up. I don't mm-hmm. I don't see it having the lasting power, but I have a complete non sequitur. Why? Okay. Go for it. Cool. Um, is this a mystery unboxing the... that I see? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. What are we unboxing? It's a mystery. Uh, we are. One second. Okay. So I'm I'm getting yelled down at that we're not live, but we're clearly live on Twitch.tv slash Press YYZ. So I don't oh, know yeah, what's I, up. I think your wife is high. Maybe the Apple TV app just doesn't like her. So I heard a lot of noise from upstairs. So I went to investigate while you were talking about all your Android and phone things. Um, and unfortunately, you've decided not... to join a Pixel. You've got no, a Pixel now. God, no. I do want to hear how those Netflix games are, if you guys have a chance to check them out before next week. Because those are only available on Android right now. Okay, okay. Um, but, and unfortunately, I'm having some weird issues with my camera, so this isn't going to turn out very well for the video. But I go upstairs, and my wife hands me two mystery boxes Hallmark is apparently doing blind box Christmas ornaments or holiday ornaments. So we've got a Star Wars mystery ornament and a Marvel mystery ornament. Ooh. So it's just a single ornament? Yeah, single single holiday ornament, one Mm. one of each brand. Um, So I've already taken the wrapping off the Marvel one, so I'll I'll do that one first. But it could be uh, an Infinity Gauntlet, Loki, Black Panther, Iron Man, Groot, Spider-Man, or Captain America. I want it to be Alpha Flight. It's not Alpha Flight. Come on. Oh, it's a good one. Is it Sasquatch? No. It's Captain America. Is it Puck? A little Captain America. And they're kind of like chibi versions of the characters too. So it's it's kind of nice. It's kind of fun. Hey, Joel, How much nine. was this yeah. little cap? I have no idea because my wife bought them. I'm assuming more than they should be. Uh, and the Star mm. Wars one can be any of the Death Star, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, Yoda, R2-D2... Or Darth Vader, and the other one had an easy place to tear, and this one doesn't. Let's not. go, Jar Jar. Yeah, it's definitely going to be Jar Jar. Why did the other one have an easy tear section, and this one Wait. does not? That is not good package design. Who's the kid who enslaved Anakin, or the guy who enslaved Anakin? Watto. 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 Yeah. Could it be Watto? It can definitely not be Watto, and I can't get this stupid one open, so I'm gonna have to go find scissors. Oh, I have scissors at my desk. Stab it. Oh, look at that. From all those Pokemon streams, those Pokemon unboxing streams I did over on my Twitch channel, um, of which I, I I haven't updated y'all in a while on that, but I have still been collecting those first partner pack uh, cards, the jumbo starters. And today I received the last ones. Uh, so I got the Kanto starters finally. And uh, I got two really good pulls out of that, uh, the two booster packs that came with it. I got a... A uh, full art Lapras V and a full art Glacian or uh, Espeon V Max. Some good pulls. Oh, here we go. So the Star Wars one's a good pull. Jar Jar. Because we got ourselves a little Yoda ornament. Look at that little Yoda guy mm. right there. He's adorable. Oh, that nice. is a little Yoda. Wait, so, is yeah. it Yoda or is it the baby? No, it's Yoda. It's the the wrapper says Yoda. Yoda. 
Big okay. Yoda, not little Yoda. It was a gift, apparently, according to my wife who's hanging out in the Twitch chat. So thank you, honey. Um, so I don't know how much they were, um, but I'm assuming they came from Walmart because she was at Walmart with her friend. So if okay. you're looking for blind box holiday ornaments, Walmart's the place, apparently. All right, <laughs> sweet. Um, okay, so we're going to jump past that. Um, well, actually, no, Mitch, I'm going to stay on it. So today, sure. Square Enix in a financial call said that Crystal Dynamics was not the right fit for Avengers. I'm going to ask did. you right now. Did they really? Is IDOS, is IDOS Montreal a good fit for Guardians of the Galaxy? Did they? Before we get to, before we get to that, I do want to comment a little bit on the Crystal thing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think the problem is Crystal wasn't a good fit for the game. I think they wrote very well. I think the story is really well done. I think the IP itself and the way the game was designed to be a like a a persistent online uh experience uh was not the right choice for that ip mm. and it clearly suffered in things like designing original enemies because they needed volume over originality but i will say that idos montreal put together one heck of a guardians of the galaxy game excellent okay well and this is i want to say a lot of people are surprised about this there seems to be a lot of surprise because of how late it was debuted and the fact that there wasn't a lot seen before um you were always had faith in it so yeah um so t tell me a bit about you've completed it now fully done i've Roll achieved credits. the platinum trophy it, is oh, my, it was my the 25th platinum, platinum trophy wow. oh not bad not bad you must have to say those um, trophies are pretty good, right? Trophies are pretty good, and it'll be great to have the uh, Bug Snacks DLC Big Snacks, including some uh, some new trophies for that game, which I also have the Platinum in. Hell yeah. But back yeah. back to Guardians. I think in terms of... I, I The internet's a weird place because for years we've been hearing, don't show us things before they're ready, announce things and show them when they're ready to go. And that's exactly what Square and Eidos Montreal did with this Guardians game. Of They announced it earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, showed us a bit. And they gave us a bit of the background of the story and stuff. A few of the characters. And said, here it is. It's done. It's ready to go. And some of the pitfalls that were there for, Gar for Avengers are there for Guardians. Yep. There aren't a ton of different enemy types. There are uh, The bosses are more varied in this experience versus the uh, Avengers game. But ultimately, I think it comes down to the type of experience. This is a single-player, narrative-driven action game, action third-person shooter, whereas Avengers was not that. It was the, you know, persistent online multiplayer experience. It was an MMO without being an MMO. It Games as a service, whatever you want to call it. In designing the way they did for Guardians is making it single player focused on story, focused on these characters, these incarnations of these characters. I think it was the right call. I think having Star-Lord as the only playable character was the right call. Granted, towards the end of my 20-ish hours, 15, 20 hours I put into the game, the combat did start to get feel very repetitive. But I think it's redeemed by how well they wrote these characters, how focused it was on these characters, and how it took some of the best parts of the MCU incarnations of the characters and the comics and kind of mashed them together in a very interesting way. And I'm very much looking forward to see where Square and Idols of Montreal go with these characters. I very much anticipate, based on how well this game was received, that it will get a sequel. And they'll probably take some of the feedback of make more characters playable. 
But for the way they told the story, it made sense to only play a Star-Lord because it was a Star-Lord story in a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Okay. And if you play it, you that will come across completely. There are instances where you're alone. There are instances where it's just you, Rocket, and Groot. There's instances where you have the whole squad and they can kind of direct the scenes that they're trying to tell more effectively by limiting who's in the scene. Because we've seen games like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, that series, uh, and then Marvel's Avengers take this idea of a collective narrative and do an, a serviceable job of it. But I think the way this was done, this is what I want more Marvel games to be. I think Spider-Man was a great start in terms of big open world focused on this character and this story. It might have been, a l honestly, I feel like that might be, that's one of my favorite games of all time. It's, I think, my mm. third favorite game of all time. I think this game does a better job of focusing on its characters because I feel like there's a lot more to an open world Spider-Man game that distracts you versus something that is very driven, narrative focused and tells a very compelling story using characters we're not familiar with and does a very good job of it. There are instances in this game that made me cry. This is, okay. an, this is a very emotional experience. It's a very well executed Guardians of the Galaxy story wrapped in a somewhat generic action third-person shooter. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so you talked earlier about wanting to see what Eidos Montreal does for a sequel. I've got a better question. What if they did an Alpha Flight game? Especially think, being a Canadian studio. I think that'd be great. But if it was going to be an Alpha, I would, I would love to see that, but I would want that game to focus on a single character. And if you're going to do Alpha Flight, you should be focusing on Wolverine. And we're already getting a Wolverine game from Insomniac, so I don't think it's very likely. But this and the way Marvel is weaving their stories into games using very good studios. And I, I back that up with uh, what Crystal Dynamics did with the story in Marvel's Avengers. It is very good. It is a very good story. And it probably should have just been the story. Okay. Because right. it would have made for a better... I, I feel it would have made for a more complete experience. That okay. being said, I'm excited to see what the future of Marvel's Avengers is because we know we're still getting Spider-Man at some point, which I thought we would have gotten announced in the last state of play, but we didn't. We know we're getting Spider-Man 2. We know we're getting Wolverine. Presumably, we're going to get a sequel to this Guardians game, and I'm very excited for what Marvel does in games going forward. Okay, um, perfect. I'm curious of something, Mitch. Gameplay-wise, sure. you know, I've talked about in the podcast how much uh, I enjoyed the Deus Ex games that uh, Idos Montreal worked on prior to Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you uh, feel like this game kind of feels like a solid distillation of what those games were, taking sort of the complexity and kind of like multifaceted choices and consequences that those games epitomize and kind of making it more accessible, more kind of mainstream? Or would you really kind of characterize this game as kind of being its own beast? As far as I know, and I'd like to do another play, like I have the Platinum and I still want to do another playthrough of this game to make some of the decisions opposite what I did in my first playthrough. Because there are decisions you make that affect the outcome of the game as far as i know so i was following a collectible guide to make sure because collectibles can be missed and mm -hmm. would require a complete playthrough if you wanted to get those you could do it on new game plus so it would just add to what you've already collected to get one of the trophies and you only need to find 65 percent of the collectibles to get the only collectible trophy which is good uh, that being said i do want to see what some of the other choices might do 
to the way character, like the character dialogue in this game and the character models themselves. Like I thought God of War looked great. I thought Spider-Man looked great. The character models in this game are among the best character models I've seen in any video game ever. Hmm. They're that good. The way, the motion, I don't know what Eidos is doing, but they got some, they got some water up there in Montreal. I swear to God, because they got something, they got something special at that studio when it comes to mocap. I don't know how they did it, but these are some of the best models we've seen realized in games ever. Hmm. And the writing is right there with you. There are instances, like if you're going off the main path to find a collectible, Rocket will give you shit for wasting their time and not following the main path. He's like, it's a dead end that way, you dumbass. And he's right. <laughs> and when you come back, he tells you he was right because you're you're an idiot. And he's not because he's Rocket. And it plays so well. Like the amount of just anic- like anecdotal or like run-of-the-mill dialogue that they put into this game that is contextualized based on what you're doing is out of this world. And you can only do that when you know you're directing where your characters are going. I think it's something that the Uncharted series has done very well. And that same kind of energy is captured here in the character, the way the characters are written. The more I talk about it, this is like, my game of the year is either this or Returnal right now. Because this game is, it does something very special with a, a less than stellar, gameplay loop but everything else is like some like and we haven't even talked about the licensed music the fact that anytime you build up this huddle or this energy meter that you can then huddle up with your team you have to give them a pep talk so you have to choose the right dialogue option based on what your team is telling you and if you get it right peter quill hits his hits his walkman plays one of the licensed songs in the game and you've never played a game quite like this to where you get an attack modifier like a you get like an attack multiplier or whatever and all you have like ringing through your ears while you wear headphones playing this game is rick astley's never going to give you up hmm. well i'm happy some of the tracks are a miss but i think by and large like just the way they use the licensed music is great whether it be in gameplay or in cutscenes and stuff it's it's really special and i think more people are going to give it a chance because it's not the hundred hour Marvel Avengers experience. It is a very concise 10 to 20 hour guardians of the galaxy game. Sweet. Hmm. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I think, you know, with me after the release of Metroid dread, one of the big stories going around was how that game was boosting the sales of all uh, prior Metroid games that were readily available on Nintendo consoles. So like all the Metroid games on the Wii U virtual console and so on and so forth. And I think there was part of me that kind of, was selfishly hoping that maybe this game's success would like retroactively go back and instill a surge of interest in like some of the prior games that Idos Montreal worked on. And I'm not really reading that from the way that people are reacting to this game, but I realize it's not exactly surprising because I mean, this game is a very different piece from what those games were, both in terms of not just, you know, gameplay, but also story and universe and whatnot being a Marvel property. Um, nevertheless, I, I, I'm really happy that you enjoyed it, Mitch. And I'm definitely, this is definitely another game to put in contention for me to check out before the end of the year. Sweet. I, I, I will say it, if you have other game of the year candidates that you're dying to play or that offer a, mm. a more satisfying gameplay or story loop for you, then focus on those. I think this is definitely one that you can catch. If they ever put this game on game pass, it would sell systems. Hmm. Like, it's it would it would it would 
print money in terms of subs, similarly to what Marvel's Avengers did. But I think it is definitely not one, like it is definitely for me with in contention for game of the year, but it's, it's a lot to pay for a full price game that you're going to get 10 to 20 hours out of. So I would understand wanting to wait for Ooh. a sort of sale or something, just if budgeting is a concern and you have other things you already own that you'd want to put first. But mm-hmm. at least for me with how rabid a fan, like I'm wearing my Marvel fandom literally as a t-shirt and a sweater right now. Um, so it's, it's blatantly apparent how into Marvel I am. Uh, if that's not necessarily you, then it may not be something you need right now. You could wait on a sale, but for me, it was a no brainer and I loved every minute of it. All right, sweet. Okay. So we're going to go from a rift between square Enix and crystal dynamics to a rift apart. Cozy. Tell me about ratchet, ratchet clank rift apart. Yeah. So I talked about this game a little bit on, uh, last episode of press YZ. Um, the long story short, what me in this game is, uh, I talked previously in prior episodes of the show about how I wanted to play more game of the year contenders, uh, that came out this year before the, uh, year reached its end. Uh, and after wrapping with Metroid dread, I kind of sat down and was like, you know what? I should probably play something on PlayStation next. Uh, considering that I haven't played too many other big budget games on the console this year. Uh, And so it was between Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Returnal, and Deathloop, all, you know, very kind of highly praised uh, games to come out to the console this year. And on a whim, I just decided to go with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And looking back on it in retrospect, I'm actually quite glad that I went with this game in particular because the more and more that I've uh, played it uh, and been reminded of the kind of lead up to this game's release, the more and more I'm reminded of the fact that this game, and, you know, excuse, you know, the kind of reference slash joke, but like this game is kind of like an alternate universe version of Metroid Dread in its own way, where mm-hmm. you both uh, came from series that, you know, had seen new releases over the course of the past few years, but it had been a very long period of time since we had had a kind of proper kind of new mainline entry uh, in each series. Uh, both, you know, have, you know, very kind of dedicated, passionate fan bases, but their kind of features were not uh, seen as a certainty. And then out of the blue, both Nintendo and Sony respectively announced, hey, we're coming out with a new game in each series. And, you know, in contrast to what other developers might do and, you know, reboot uh, said series, we're actually going to make uh, Rift Apart and Metroid Dread a continuation of everything that uh, came before. Even though I, you know, don't get nearly uh, all the references uh, that this game presents me with, I can understand, oh, this is clearly a reference to something else that has been kind of stewing and developing in prior games in the series. Uh, And so, yeah, in that regard, it's been interesting to kind of play through Rift Apart and kind of compare and contrast it as an experience against Metroid Dread. Um, And, you know... I'm not certain how I want to lead with this. I'll I'll get a little bit of the bad out of the way quickly. There are definitely parts during Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart where I do feel like the game does lean a little bit heavily into being kind of glorified cutscene-ish. I think that there are definitely parts where I'm, you know, going on and zipping on ahead. I'm beating bad guys. I'm grinding on rails. I'm having a great time. And then there's like a split second where... I kind of have an awareness of everything that I've been doing over the course of the past few minutes in it serves some total. And I'm kind of like, hmm, 
there hasn't really been a lot in the way of kind of challenge or in the way of choice to what I've been doing. It has kind of just been railroading me from like point A to point B. Uh, and it has been fun, but compared to an experience like Metroid Dread, where like every single action that you take in that game, every single boss encounter, every single environmental puzzle is like very much, you know, uh, left to the whims of you the players whether you're gonna get through them or not this one really kind of felt like there was a strong guiding hand pulling me forward however i don't feel like those moments in ratchet and clank rift apart really kind of define the entirety of the experience and the more and more that i've gotten into it the more and more parts i've gotten to where i really do feel like the game has sort of opened up and really kind of let me go about and do what it is that i want to do uh there's one planet I forget what it's called because all the planets in this game have weird alien names, but it's a planet where you first meet Kit, which is the alternate universe counterpart of Clank, the robot. Yep. And you are given these sort of rocket boots and these rocket boots allow you to kind of skate around this sort of large, spacious planet. And I love that segment. I loved uh, being able to kind of uh, go wherever it is that I wanted to go, kind of solve objectives out of order and kind of have this sort of mm-hmm. contained uh, not too big, but not too small, open world esque experience uh, w- within the game. And uh, uh, while I'm not quite done with the experience yet, I'm definitely very much uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what the rest of the game has to offer and uh, hoping as well that we'll have more moments like that as well. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I, Mitch and I have, Mitch, you flattened it, right? I have indeed. Yeah, so Mitch and I both platinumed the uh, platinumed it. Um, curious to hear your feedback. So, how far are you in it now, Cozy? Um, the start screen says that I have like sixty two percent of the game completed. Okay, that includes collectibles and everything too. Yeah. I believe, and I have been uh, going back to some planets and like mopping up some stuff here and there. I'm not like a hundred percent with every single prior planet, but I've been you know thorough ish. Okay, cool. So you probably got another week or two before you're done. It's it's not a huge, huge game. Um, it does require a second playthrough for the Platinum. Am I correct in that, Mitch? Yeah. I'd have to check the trophy list, but I'm pretty sure it requires a completion either on like New Game Plus or... Yeah. Oh, no. So you have to get to a certain part in the second playthrough because there are weapons... Oh, and upgrades you can only get in New Game Plus. No, that's, that's right. Yeah, I know. You're right. I, this was the game where they should have said you needed to do a full second playthrough because they actually gave you new content, unlike Miles Morales, which was the same game over again uh, to get the Platinum. Anyways, yep. okay. Yeah, no, that's right. You got this all organized in my head. Okay. So, and then Cozy, just quickly, you were playing a bit of Halo Reach last night. Um, how was yes. that? Uh, before I talk about Halo Reach, uh, I just want to address something real quick. Um, if you've been watching my, uh, Twitch streams, uh, here on twitch.tv slash press as of late, sorry, I was looking around a little bit. I was trying to grab the prop, uh, that I want to show off for this particular segment. Uh, you'll know, uh, that things have occasionally been a little bit on the fritz. I've had streams where, uh, my video game footage will freeze up. I've had streams where, the video game footage won't have any sound streams where for whatever reason, my video game footage will adversely affect my microphone for some reason. And my microphone will sound all sorts of whack. Um, I finally decided to bite the bullet uh, and get a new capture card, uh, which you can see right here. It's the Elgato 4k 60 pro. 
uh, with a bunch of other names after it uh, that I didn't really bother to look at. All I know is that <laughs> this will definitely improve uh, my streaming game on twitch.tv slash quite considerably. So if you look uh, forward to my video game streams on the channel, but you always feel like it's a little bit of a dice roll in terms of whether I'm going to have a unexpected technical issue or not, you can look forward to my future streams with the assurance that that hopefully most probably 99% will not happen. Uh, with that wow. out of the way, uh, yes. Uh, as someone who, as someone who owns the same card, sorry to go back on that for a second. Someone who owns the same capture card. It doesn't like my Xbox for whatever reason. And I've mm. used multiple HDMI cables. Sometimes it'll just, the signal will just cut out and I can't get it back. So I will say, just be careful when it comes to Xbox streaming. I mean, I do have I, a few um, days Sorry, go ahead, AJ. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I have the external not 4K version, um, and I have not had a problem with it. So it seems to be hit or miss, I guess, depending on what you get. I have a few days to prepare ahead of our Extra Life live stream to see, uh, you know, uh, how it does and doesn't work well. And on top of that, I also have, over the years, accumulated quite a few, like, uh, switcher boxes and like things that allow me to kind of switch between 4k and 2k footage on the fly. So I can definitely kind of suss out any problems ahead of time. Um, getting back to the topic on hand. Uh, yes. Halo reach. Uh, so as we all know, I've been playing through the entirety of the Halo series over the course of the past few months. I had recently completed Halo three ODST, uh, kind of walked away from it. Um, uh, I, I'm not really that certain, honestly. I, I, I thought it was gameplay-wise a solid experience, but it wasn't perhaps uh, everything that I was sort of hoping it would be coming off of the high of Halo 3. Um, Halo uh, Reach, on the other hand, has, at least thus far based on what I've played, more or less been living up to expectations. People often talk very positively about this game uh, as it being one of the kind of greatest of the Bungie Halos and one of the greatest uh, of the Halos of sort of the original era. And I mean, so far, I feel like uh, the game is very much kind of delivering on this promise. I feel like gameplay wise, obviously the game uh, continues to be uh, great. I think that a lot of the little kind of quality of life improvements that I've already been able to notice uh, uh, from this game compared to some of the Halos prior to it uh, are much appreciated. More than that, just the characters, uh, the quality of the cutscenes, the voice acting, all that stuff is great uh, in a way that I, not that you know the prior Halos were bad necessarily, but in a way that I feel like I didn't really appreciate the prior Halos for what they had to offer. And I won't uh, blow my load right here and right now. I'll you know get back to the game and see everything else that it has to offer. But thus far, I am genuinely. Did you have to put it that way? <laughs> Did I have to put it what way? AJ knows what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, uh okay uh but yeah so this game shoot is it through like the halo if you know genuinely I mean. a real good time and i'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of the experience has to offer in a way that i i genuinely uh mean like i feel like i often say oh man i'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of the game has to offer this game i'm really like i'm really gung-ho to see how and, uh the squad's journey wraps up yeah yes. and in like Going into Reach, 
you kind of know how it ends in a way um like just yeah, it's general. a Rogue One situation. Well, not quite to the same extent, but it's it's yeah, a prequel. It's right? one of those so, things where even if I wasn't, it, sorry, go ahead. It's it, it's just interesting to see how they get there. Even if I had not like spoiled myself to reading up on this game on like Wikipedia or you know watching IGN's like Halo in five minutes video or whatnot, like you know one of the big kind of mimetic elements about this game is that yeah everybody dies in the end and uh, the planet that you're on is uh, doomed to kind of fall to the covenant. And so like there, there, there are very kind of overall, like I, I know what I'm in for, but I'm uh, still excited to kind of keep going. And I think that that's a kind of testament to the quality that's on display. All right. Um, I'm not going to spend too much more time talking about Psychonauts 2. Uh, I this finally, is the last time, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, I beat it last stream. Uh, we rolled credits. I went four hours straight. Uh, <laughs> probably a little bit above four till I got to the end of the game. The credits sure family were, appreciated that. Well, they were asleep uh, at that point. Um, the credits were super long uh, because of all the fig backers. There's like 15 minutes of oh, backers. I forgot that was a thing. That was fig. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so there was like 15 minutes of fig backers, uh, but I felt like we should watch the entire thing. I will say in retrospect on uh, Psychonauts, my, a lot of my opinions haven't changed, but there's a lot of DNA from the classic point and click adventures that has been brought into Psychonauts in terms of the conversations that you have with the characters in the world that make it feel a little more lived in. Um, the combat's still not great, but the platforming is excellent. It's a great world to explore. The levels are amazing. Uh, great voice cast. Um, and once you beat the game, um, even like when you go to clean up levels, it actually like references at one point, um, you go into a level that you've already beaten and you're speaking to one of the characters in the level and they're like, and you're just like, I'm here to clean up. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. And then when you beat the game, all the characters that you've talked to in the world, now have post game conversations about after the end end events of the game. So mm. it kind of gives you a reason to go back around and talk to everybody again. Uh, so you can see what the future looks like for these characters, uh, which I really appreciate. Cause a lot of times you just get put back right before the final battle. Uh, when you do these type of uh, games. And in this case, everything's happened and you can talk to people and get a little more information about what they're doing. So anyways, uh, Psychonauts 2, worth playing if you can get past the combat. Um, and the combat's not terrible. It's just not great in any way. It's there. So, uh, but yeah. And I should have the, uh, I don't know, what do we call platinum on Xbox? Thousand uh, points. Thousand points. You should have the, a, all the achievements. It needs a better name. Uh, in two days, because I've been slowly milking those achievements for rewards points every morning. I had them all set up and ready to go. So two more days. I should, I should really look into that rewards points thing. You keep talking about it. I've got $75 worth of rewards points for the Microsoft. We should do a stream where you teach me how to do that, how to game the system. Cause I love doing stuff like that. Okay. Couldn't use those points for Forza. No, I'm saving them for a leak controller. He wants an elite controller. Oh, right, right, right. Ooh, that reminds me. I still got to update the shipping info on that Forza controller that I'm giving to a, or 
redirecting to a member of our community um, yeah. because I got that Halo Elite 2 con- or Elite controller coming and I'm very excited about that. Hell yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So let's, so Mitch, that will be a future stream where we talk about rewards points because yes, really. Yes, you please. Sh- we should do that soon. Maybe we can do that on uh, Friday we, or on we Sunday. We do that as part of Sunday, yeah. Yeah. I'd be down for that. I think it would be a good educational thing for people. Yeah, we could break it out, make it its own YouTube video. Who yep. wants to edit? Yeah. Alex. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him back on the show or on the channel before we ask him to start editing videos for us, Mr. Big Big Shot, you know, student indie movie maker guy. Hey, he's um, going to need the practice. It's true. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. So we're going into our top of, of the show, which I decided was going to be a rank em. That's official now. So that is official. I've created a thing. I've put it in the chat for you guys. Um, And the way this is going to work, if you've never played Rankin with us before, basically what we're doing today is we're trying to figure out the best video game movie casting. So these guys are going to take a video game character. They're going to take a real life person and they're going to squish them together. And then they're going to tell me about why this is a great casting. And then from there, I'm going to put it on a list and tell them how shit of a choice that was. So, and then we'll rank these because let's be honest, very few video game movies are good uh, from the hey, worst to the worst. Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog would like a word, please. Very few video games are good. Movies are good. Very yes, few AJ. video games as well are good. Very few. Oh, okay. Um, I have a, a, a question about the yes. rules. Okay. Um, I would like to slightly expand the, the criteria of the, the actor we choose and specify it to like a, a, like a specific era or this actor's, you know, this actor when you, they were you, at their You can peak, pick that actor in their prime, basically. In their can prime, we choose right? Not, not the current actors? one necessarily. Yeah. And expand it to that if you wanted. Because, listen, technology has gotten so advanced, you know, we can have Tupac on stage. We can put anybody in anything. Let's do it. Well, we, we de-aged. We've de-aged characters. Whether Mark it's, Hamill um, has been de-aged. Uh, I was going to say um, Patrick Stewart and uh, Ian McKellar. Yep. Why is nobody talking about the masterpiece that was them de-aging What's-His-Face for What's-His-Name? Captain Marvel, uh, Samuel L. I mean, Jackson. No, Ego with... Um, oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt yes, Russell. Oh, Kurt yeah. Russell and Guardians 2. Uh, Michael, that was mostly makeup, um, too. That wasn't even CG, which is crazy. Michael so. Douglas uh, and, and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, that Shout one. out to Marvel and just yeah. their ability to de-age actors, honestly. It's let's really just good. give this, like, let's just say this whole list is just, you know, Marvel wins at everything. Uh, except there shouldn't be a lot of Marvel because this is video game characters. I'm not saying it can't come up, but it really shouldn't be a huge amount. So, anyway, you underestimate you underestimate my power. Um, okay, so just to go over this quickly, there will be three rounds. So for the first round, these guys will each get a go around <laughs> once. <laughs> I have to interrupt for this. Justin in our Twitch chat's like, just so you know, AJ, Tupac is alive. What? I can't <laughs> believe I've heard it. this. Um, and uh rage, raging plum saying scarlett johansson gets every female role since chris pratt seems to be getting all the male ones okay well so we'll have three rounds these guys will each go around once and give me their casting i will position it on said list where i feel it's um the least shit 
then we will have a second round where they can pick one choice and say, argue why it's better than the other choice. And then I will move it above that choice. So it was not a switch. It's just everything shuffles down one. I'm trying to make sure okay. that I'm very specific. And then for our mystery third round, I will be giving them a matchup. There is no questioning on it or numbers. I have three specific um, roles and you guys yes. are going to argue where those belong. Oh, this is going to be a... This is going to be a dumpster fire, and I cannot wait. Um, I'm very, very excited. Uh, if we talked earlier about maniacal laughter earlier, uh, oh this God. is where. So, with that being said, yeah. we're going to go live to Mitch. Mitch, do we want to talk through the scoring model too before we get into it? Oh, because uh, not everyone sees the the beautiful graphic we have up on oh. YouTube, Twitch, and other video related things. Twitter, That's a hundred percent fair, Mitch. Uh, so. The first place gets five points. Second place gets four points. The third uh, place gets four points or three points. Sorry. And then four through six get two points. And then seven through 10 get one points. And at the end of the game, we will have a winner with the most points. So we won't have this, a winner. We'll have someone who lost the least, I guess, based on your saying it's going to be the least shit at the top of the list. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we all lose when it comes to video game movies, typically. Whoever wins, we lose. So this is going to be great. I'm really excited. I have some, I have some bangers. Okay. Well, Mitch, bane one out here. Yeah. All right. I'll bang don't, one out. Don't get this, us banned. This, I'm going to bang this one out specifically for Nathan's kids. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Whoa. Your kids are into <laughs> Minecraft, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. One of them so, I bought Java for. We've got, well, I mean, it's in Game Pass now, both the Java, like the Bedrock and the cross-platform version. So you're good to go on that front. Either way, we know eventually, it's inevitable. We've got Netflix shows. We're going to get a Minecraft movie. Okay. And who better to portray the character of Steve than Michael Sarah? Can't you just see that voice coming out of Steve? I can see it now just looking at the character. Michael Sarah would be the embodiment of every kid who wanted to play Minecraft and be Steve. Like, Michael Sarah is the right fit for a character like Steve in the, in the animated, obviously, Minecraft movie. Because it has okay. to have that art style. So I got to be honest, I actually don't hate that casting. Um, and I can see it. The minute you said it, I saw it. It makes sense, right? It, it makes does, sense. It does make sense. Um, I'm a huge, like, wait, let me not say huge Michael Sarah fan. I've enjoyed his work in Arrested Development. He played um, uh, George. Wait, was it George? He played uh, the, the son. The son. I'm trying to remember his name. George Bluth. That sounds right. George Michael. But George, Michael. George Michael. George Michael. Thank you. Uh, George Michael Bluth. Um, and he was very good in that. And he has also been good in other movies such as Superbad, which is a classic. Um, and I, I think he's just got the right cadence for a character like this. Yeah. So uh, you know what? I actually don't hate this casting whatsoever. Um, and because I don't hate it a lot, it's going at number one. I'll take it. So I don't think I spelled Michael right. Is it a is it a a a e l yeah I did have a right Michael's a weird name to spell. Um, That's why my parents name me Mitchell. All right, it's not, but I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, second up, cozy. All right, let's talk about a little video game franchise called Uncharted. Everybody is up in arms about the fact that. Um, 
a young Spider-Man is portraying Nolan, the character normally portrayed by Nolan North in the Uncharted series, aka Nathan Drake. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that I think that Sony was actually onto something in casting Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. The issue, however, is that they did things in reverse. Instead of casting a super young actor to play the iconic treasure hunter, they should have uh, cast a super old actor. And I figure, you know what? You can't go much older than old actors that are already dead. That's why I think that John Huston, um, best known uh, for portraying the villain in the 1974 movie Chinatown, and also for directing iconic movies such as The Treasure of the Sierra Madre and um, what's that 1930s, uh, The Maltese Falcon uh, gangster movie, uh, would make a terrific Nathan Drake. I think that he will bring the oldness to the role that uh, such a endeavor would demand. Uh, I have questions. Yeah, this, yeah. I don't know who this is. The first one is what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is going at number two. Um, and Cozy, I just don't know who this person is. Like I said, he directed the Maltese Falcon and the Treasure of the Sierra Madre. He died Those are in definitely 87. words in an order that do things. He died before he, you were born. You guys never, like, did you guys ever have, like, a film studies class in, like, high school or something where, like, you got to watch some of these like old timey movies. No, you, you guys weren't like nap time. I was going to say like, you take those classes, not because you're like, Oh man, I have great aspirations to become a filmmaker. Maybe you do, but you also take it because you're like, well, this is just an excuse to watch movies in class, which is always fun. See, for me, that was religion class because once you got into high school, they didn't really understand why they were still teaching it. So they just let us watch movies all day. So, mm. Okay, this is going at number two, because um, I just don't know enough about this person to say if this is good or not. Regardless, I don't love the idea of an old Nathan Drake either. I, I think if you wanted to age him up from Tom Holland, Nathan Fillion age probably would have been correct. They did uh, that. I think you're I, honestly, I think like Fillion is too old yeah, at this he, point he is probably to be a, a franchise actor, unfortunately. They, they did that, though. He would have been great a, 10 years ago. Yeah. They did that with an independent film or something like that. It was like 15 They did a long. short film with him, yeah, yeah, in the role. Yeah, Um, it was a fan, fan-made film. Okay, AJ. Hi. Give it to me. Give All it right. to me hard. Oh, boy. Uh, So, this character... It's undeniable that he was inspired almost directly by this actor. But I think peak Arnold Schwarzenegger should play Duke Nukem in a Duke Nukem movie. It, okay. it, it fits perfectly. He like Duke Duke Nukem is clearly based off of his archetype, and he would be is absolutely perfect. Aside from the accent, which you know he could work on, I'm sure. But yeah, also he only needs to say like a few lines, like "Hail to the king, baby," or "I've got balls of steel." Yes, Mitch. Uh, you had a great idea in the Twitch chat earlier of if we have a better casting choice for a character, can we use that to steal in round two instead? 
Think about it. I'll think, think about, about it. We'll get back to it. For now, our Arnold as Duke Nukem. What do you think? I think it's going at number two. Okay. So that seems appropriate given what's at number three. Yeah. And number one. So I think that's a good fit. So Mitch, we're coming back to you for a softball. Hit me with a softie. Okay. I, I need a clarification here. I need a, a judgment from the host. Yep. If I were to suggest a video game duo, could I suggest actors for both roles? Sure, but if I hate it, I'll hate it more. I'm willing to risk it because I also know this is one of your favorite franchises of all time, Sam and Max. We oh, get a full, Sam and Max. a feature-length Sam and Max adventure. And who better be to voice the iconic one. duo yeah. than Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Oh. Because their chemistry is something special. They bring a great comedic element to the role and can get serious when things need to get serious. But I think Sam and Max being portrayed by Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, one, it puts butts in seats. So people are seeing a Sam and Max movie. Nathan, they'll go and see this movie just because of the names attached to it. And that means you might get another game in the series. If we get new Sam and Max because of this movie, you'd be set. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so I do really enjoy Sam and Max. It's a treasured video game that people should play. And if you haven't, do it. Come on. It's like out again. They re- like there's new games and you can play them. They're on Switch and they were remastered recently. So go ahead and play them because they're really fun. But anyways, getting back off topic on that. Uh, Sam and Max. Who is Sam? Who is Max? I think I know, but I just want to clarify. Can you remind me which one's the, the dog and which one's the rabbit? The dog is Sam and Max is the homicidal rabbit. So the homicidal rabbit is Kevin Hart and the, yeah. the, the dog would be Dwayne Johnson because he can give you the, the like hardened cop detective, but then also play off the comedic timings that he and Kevin Hart have established over multiple films, the Jumanji films, that other one when Dwayne Johnson was ripped in like a secret agent and they went to high school together or something that I forget the name of. Yeah. It was actually a half decent movie. No, they work really um, well together. Um, okay. They work no. really well together in a Sam and Max animated feature. We're already getting them in a DC animated feature next year. Uh, the DC super pet movie is Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. So oh. if they can do it for DC with crypto and the bat dog, then why not Sam and Max? All right. Well, this is going straight to number one. Uh, yeah, Sam and is. Max with Rock and Kevin Hart. I'm going to be honest. I was ranking this on shit, and now I'm really excited about this, and we're going to have to try and find a way to pitch this to The Rock. We'll find people. We, we'll, we'll have our people contact his people. Yes, uh, I am. I think he would go for this. We just have to explain to him who Sam and Max is because he might have no idea. But I think he would really enjoy this. And it'd He be likes a video games. He was in the Doom movie. It'll be fine. Yes, he's been in much worse movies, The Tooth Fairy. <laughs> he's been in bad video game movies yep 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 so let's make a good video game movie and honestly you could just use some of the telltale uh, telltale scripts from their games recently um okay cozy you're up next hit me with something better than john houston who i'd never heard of okay well you'll definitely have heard of these two actors i'll start by saying that uh in 2016 uh, a video game called The Last Guardian released on the PlayStation 4. I played maybe like three hours of it. 
I didn't really love it all that much. I stepped away from it. Don't know if I'll ever return to it. I will say, like, that is one of those games, though, where I did really love the world, and I did really love the boy and Trico, the uh, bird dog-like creature that he hangs out with. And, you know, personally, I think that it, they could together make for a fantastic motion picture. I think that in the role of the boy, uh, we would have to cast uh, Timothée Chalamet. And by the way, no, I have no clue whether or not that's how you could pr- uh, properly pronounce his name. All I do know is that based on his recent appearance in Dune, I think that if you're going to cast a young actor to welcome you into a mysterious and magical world, uh, there's no other person to go with than good old Timothée. Again, not sure if that's how you pronounce his name. And in the role of Trico, aka the bird dog, I think that, you know, we need somebody with incredible motion capture chops, which is why we should go with none other than you old Andy Circus. I think that he's proven himself many a times to be a master at bringing fantastical digital creatures to life. And I think that he could truly bring a humanity to the role of Trico that will be something to be admired when the movie comes out. Okay, so The Last Guardians, Boy and Trico. This is a long thing to type in. I mean, it uh, doesn't help that Timothée Chalamet has like one of the longest names of all time. But yeah, that's yeah, not my fault. You could, that's say the fault. Du- you could say the Dune Kid. Yeah, Dune Kid. There we go. Um, okay, so yeah. Um, okay, so Cozy, I will say this is uh, significantly better than your initial choice. So I want to give you props for that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, I think uh, Justin doesn't want to fire you as much now, maybe. I don't know. Justin can reply in the chat if he still wants you fired or not. Um, he definitely but, didn't like the first pick. Yes, I know. Uh, that being said, oh, where do I? Re- no, I'm being told still to fire you. <laughs> oh, well. Um, well, don't listen so, to him. Don't listen to him. Listen to your own heart. You, Nathan, you, we can't fire him because if we fired him, we'd have one fewer person that we could beat at this game. Oh, yeah, that's true. Also, uh, we he he really does help us run the show from behind the scenes. It would be a very big problem if we fired Ghost. So just fire him as an on-camera personality. Yes, you're off-camera permanently. <laughs> um, okay, so... Huh. This is getting harder. Uh, you know what? I'm going to move him down. This is going in at number three. Duke Nukem and Ar- Arnold are being pushed down a spot because I'd rather see this than a Duke Nukem movie because I don't Fuck see you. that aging well. What if I can give you a better... Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to say, what if I can give you a better Duke Nukem, but I'm just not going to touch that franchise with a 10-foot pole at this point? Uh, I just don't think it translates into 2021 in any fashion. Fuck you. Um, uh, okay, so... Uh, with that being said, AJ, who's just told me to fuck off or fuck me, yep. uh, give me a one. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson as Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. <laughs> Think so about just it. Captain Toad. Um, does he get to swear? Absolutely. He doesn't. It's a Nintendo movie. That this is fan casting. It is fan casting. That's what That's we're doing true. here. What what would we I what would be the ideal scenario? Samuel L. Jackson as Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. 
He I think is, that's a bad idea. Nintendo's lawyers are not going to be happy with us. Mitch is just trying to win. He's trying to sway you that way. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I be trying to win? It's so a he's, game. he's bullshitting you and don't fall for his bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So I have to be this honest is like, this Now, is, hold on, uh, AJ. Can I ask you a question? You what? keep saying Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Is that like his full name in the context of this movie? No, it, that'd be the title. It's Captain film, Toad. It'd be the it. He'd be the title of the thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I thought you were like you were kind of uh, alluding to like a like Funimation Ghostbusters versus the real Ghostbusters situation where we have this other franchise called Captain Toad Treasure Tracker that is entirely separate from nintendo's captain toad but are they're also like very similar to each other but because they're not the same we can kind of like jump over copyright and be bloody and x-rated in the whole bit hmm. yeah okay it's going in at number one yeah buddy all right oh i don't think i properly attributed trico there we go that's better um no, uh, it's going at number two. I changed my mind. Okay. goes above it. I still don't agree with that, but it's your list. You can do with it what you want. I thought the list looked great before you added that. I'm not biased at all. You might be just a little bit biased. Um, okay, there we go. Okay, Sam Max still at number one. Captain Toad at number two. Um, okay, so we've got our last round of round three here. Um Okay, the last round of round one. The last round of round, of of round one. Yes, still a lot of game to go here. Mitch, you've uh, got some really great ones to start. Let's see what we got on tap for your final one. Okay. I've got some softballs, but I think I'm going to continue. I, I noticed one significant thing about this list, and it's lacking any female representation. That's fair. So I'm going to go a little off the board in I'm going to take one of the hottest working actors right now in Hollywood and pair them with a studio that is only trying to make more and more. Um, they're, they're definitely making a push into making more films out of their game properties, and that's Sony. So I think PlayStation Studios will be developing a Horizon Zero Dawn film, and in the role of Aloy, you, you cast Florence Pugh. I think Florence Pugh with what we saw from Midsummer, has the chops to deal with like the, the psychological or scary aspects of the post-apocalypse. I think we've seen the action in black widow and fighting for my family. I think she does a great job of disappearing into roles. We -hmm. know that she can do like, she's a wizard when it comes to what she does with her hair. I think the hair is very important for this character. Just, I think it's such an iconic piece of that look. I think she could pull it off. I think she'd have the action chops to do it. I think she'd be all for it. I think it would, be awesome i think that's an awesome pairing florence Pugh in the role of aloy in the horizon zero or the horizon franchise starting with horizon zero dawn okay um i like the casting actually florence Pugh has been great um fun fact i didn't know until recently she was she's dating zach braff yes she Uh, is uh just a, a little fun fact for you all out there um i like this so much it's going to number three fine um all right cozy hit me up again you you gave me the go ahead sorry you you cut out a little bit you cut out a little bit but yeah i think cozy it's on to you all right it's it's your turn okay 
when the casting news came out about the Super Mario Bros. movie, uh, everyone was quite displeased with the fact that Charles Martinet was getting snubbed in favor of actors like Chris Pratt in the roles of iconic Nintendo characters uh, like Mario. Uh, however, I'm pleased to report uh, that Charles Martinet will be getting another stab at the video game silver screen uh, in yet another iconic video game role. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to announce that Charles Martinet will be playing the role of Peter Pepper. Uh, <laughs> Who? Who? You can't even say it without tripping over his own here. bullshit. I guess really I gotta go good. Google Peter Pepper because Cozy Kid uh, Dog. Peter Pepper, the protagonist of Burger Time, the iconic arcade game in which you assemble hamburgers by walking on top of them because everyone knows that when you're assembling burgers, hygiene is the least of your concerns. Bitch. I Googled I, Peter Pepper. I And Burger Time isn't even on the first page of results on Google. Look at the image search, though. Oh no. What do those look like? Oh, don't look at the image search. Don't do it. What the fuck? Why, Cozy? Why did you make me Google this? What I didn't make you do anything. Oh my god. I had to because you were giggling. And now I'm scarred by a This is not something you can show on stream. Cozy, don't do it. Nathan, make I just encourage everybody to Google Peter Pepper. No, and stop listening to AJ. Search. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You guys can. Nathan? You guys have uh, like had a view of everything that I've been doing on my left monitor over the course of the past few minutes. I haven't been opening up any like Peter Pepper related windows uh, in stop Mozilla Firefox. Peter Pepper. I wasn't this trying to goad you. I wasn't Look, trying to goad not. you into doing this. Look. You guys did this of your own volition. Now, Nathan, you For can you can put this thing dead last. <laughs> it's fine. But like, I want to be very clear here that you guys. Brought this upon yourselves. It wouldn't have been brought upon us if you hadn't delivered it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't buy a Burger Time movie as much as it is a classic-ish franchise. I don't want to say it's classic, classic-ish. Um, classic adjacent. Classic adjacent franchise. Uh, it's classic a franchise. tertiary. Um, so I am going to put it. Uh, no, actually, no, that's not true. I'm not going to put it last, Cozy. Here's the thing. Like, l l real talk here. Charles Martinet would kill it. Like, we all know that he has amazing acting yeah. chops. We know that, you know, he Does has he? amazing improvisational skill. Sorry, I pronounced that name uh, word kind of weird. We know that he can, you know, pull out incredible impressions off the top of the hat. I think that he would be able to carry a Burger Time movie and then some if it were actually made. And I think so he's so going to he would make a fantastic he's Peter Pepper. He's At going above Expo. Nathan Drake and John Man. Houston. Sorry, go That's ahead. Fair. At I was fan... going to say, he was at Fan Expo a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't get to see his panel, but apparently he was asked, how are you doing? And talked for 45 minutes. Oh, nice. So dude, dude's got some improvis improvisational chops, for sure. Also, if you are driving, I suggest you pull over, Google Peter Pepper, and then look at the images. You should do that while driving. Nathan, you're breaking Nathan, up. Nathan, I think you might need to pull over and link up with a satellite station because I think your Discord's conking out a bit. Mm -hmm. Your internet oh. isn't a fan of you tonight. Your audio will come through just fine in the recording, but for those watching the video later, sorry. Oh, no. Do I sound okay now? You're okay yeah, now. Yeah, now. Just, currently. It, it's ebbing and flowing. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get through this. I don't want to 
turn Discord off and jump back on. Um, no. uh, we're close to the end here. AJ, hit me with your next All right. One. I think... Let's 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 be a little relevant with with recent games. I think we, it would be neat to see Dakota Fanning play Samus. Huh. I think she fits the bill and I think she's due for some something a little more actiony. Maybe she won't need to necessarily be typecast as a, a as somebody as like a, a damsel in distress or anything like that anymore and she could be the lead actress in it as a, a space bounty hunter and i think she'd be rad so she wouldn't be somebody who i go to immediately for an action movie but it but is that interesting makes, makes it yeah. interesting it does make it interesting. I like when people play against casts, like when Jim Carrey was in um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yep. Mind. Oh, such Did a I good get movie! That right? Yep. Um, or even Did you also when... see the Jim Carrey. Did you see the Jim Carrey rumors related to the MCU? He will be a villain in an MCU movie. I don't know who. Is it? She is rumored. He is rumored to be appearing first in She-Hulk as Modok. Oh, ooh, oh! But Modok's been so defined in by Patton oswald i would disagree with that but we can continue with this game and talk about that later okay <laughs> um all right where do i put dakota fanning uh dakota fanning is going to go at number four okay all right so I'm going to put that in place there. All right. So that brings us to the end of round one. Uh, just to recap the scores for those who are playing via audio or listening via audio. Um, Mitch is currently at 10 points. AJ is at seven points and Cozy is at four points. The current list from worst to less worst is Nathan Drake by John Houston. A cozy pick. Hmm. Peter Pepper which you should Google and check images out by Charles Martinet, also a cozy pick. Duke Nukem by Arnold Schwarzenegger, an AJ pick. Boy and Trico, Timothy Chalamet and Andy Serkis, cozy. Minecraft That's Steve. not how you spell Circus, just FYI. Oh, But really? I appreciate the misspelling, so I, I'd say just S-E-R-K-I-S? Yeah. Oh, well, see, actors should have less Hold on a second. I just went into the forum and tried to change his last name to Circus. Did it autocorrect you, maybe? It's possible? Hmm. That's I odd. I still I still see the, the you know, attraction. Whatever. It's now. fixed now. It's all okay. good. All right. So Minecraft Steve uh, with Michael Sarah. Samus as Dakota, or Dakota Fanning as Samus. Florence Pugh as Aloy, who is due for a movie. Samuel L. Jackson as motherfucking Captain Toad. Yeah. And... So the dumb. Rock and Kevin Hart uh, teaming up for a buddy cop action flick in Sam and Max. So, that being said, we now need to move on to round two. I'm going to allow the amendment that AJ has proposed earlier and let you guys take an existing uh, entry and choose better casting for it. 
and you will take that spot and there will be no switching or moving things up or down. So you will just take that spot. It's very high stakes. I would also say just to keep things even, if if one gets taken, then someone else can't target that same person again. Because yep. otherwise you'll lose way too many points and it's it just won't be fun at that point. Yep. Okay, that's completely fair. So uh that's the guy so, yes. in the lead. So because Cozy is in behind behind, he will get to go first. Cozy. I mean, this is easy. Uh Captain Toad should be portrayed by Jordan Peele. We already know that Keegan Michael Key is portraying Toad in the Super Mario Brothers movie, and so I feel like it would be only appropriate for Captain Toad to be portrayed by Jordan Peele for the inevitable team-up movie that will see the two masters of comedy and horror reunited to bring their Toad zaniness to the world of Super Mario. Huh. Perfect. That's a very um, compelling argument. Uh, AJ. <laughs> Yeah, I took you all off guard. Y'all thought that I was just clanning around, but oh no. Oh no. I've I've had it with these motherfucking toads Goombas. on this motherfucking puzzle board. Um, no, like, Samuel L. Jackson, you kind of can't repl- just replace him with any other actor of color, right? Like... He he's he's peak of the peak. He's such a good character actor. You t- you can you, with, with good range from t- take his character in um, in Django Unchained um, versus his his uh, you know character on Snakes on a Plane. Right, like he, he he's so versatile, such good range in that regard. Plus, it would. Samuel L. Jackson would take Nintendo out of their comfort zone and create a good, you know, fun, entertaining idea rather than, rather than, you know, playing it safe and going with another Chris Pratt, choose Samuel L. Jackson, give, give Samuel L. Jackson a real shot and let, let Captain Toad be a motherfucker. Oh, this is tough. Um, but I'm just I'm disappointed because I gave that rule of not stealing more than one from the same person, and AJ went for or Cozy went for AJ when all of my suggestions are for AJ's picks. So this is not oh. good. <laughs> so yep, for me, we're gonna change it to Jordan. It was Jordan Peele, right? Jordan Peele. If it makes you feel um, any better, AJ, when I chose to target your pick, for whatever reason, uh-huh. I thought it was Mitch's because Mitch has a ton of points. And so I figured, oh, if he <laughs> has something in the number two spot, it must be Mitch. So don't take this as a personal attack on you. I am greatly offended. Okay. Wait, so if AJ is going to go next and if he picks Cozy, then do I just not get to go based on the the rule I suggested? <laughs> Or do I just steal from the person that has more picks at that point? Let's find out. AJ, who are you stealing from? Okay. Um, I'm going to try and steal from Mitch. Okay. Um, Michael Sarah was a very inspired choice for Minecraft Steve. But I can think of one better. Okay. And he goes by the name... 
of Steve Burns. Do you know who this is? No. This is the Steve who played Steve on Blue's Clues. He would be an excellent Minecraft Steve. Well, he is a Steve. And he's a Steve. It fits perfect. That alone. Yeah, let's do it. We'll change it. Hey, don't I get a chance to rebuke, goddammit? Oh, yes, rebuke. Thank you. Um, I will say a Steve in the role of Steve is interesting. But I would also argue that Steve Burns does not have the range which Michael Sarah possesses. We've seen Michael Sarah be the high school nerd. We've seen him be a coke riddled asshole in This Is The End. He has the range to portray whatever they want Steve to be. And the idea behind Minecraft and Steve is it is whatever you want it to be. So the character could be whatever they want it to be and Michael Sarah can fit that role. Steve Burns has played one character the entirety of his career and it is the guy on Blue's Clues and I do not see that translating well to the Minecraft movie. Think that's Mitch, you've made bullshit. too much of a compelling argument. Damn it. You're sorry, welcome. AJ. I'm sorry, AJ. Yeah, but if you picture Blue's Clues and, and the format of it, it fits if, perfectly. It, it's with, animated. With if you don't Minecraft even have Steve's is. visage, from like Steve Burns' visage, what's the point? Imagine, you know the Blue Skidoo dance? Imagine doing that through he a nether porter into the hell realm. on the Steve Burns renaissance of 2021 because it tickled all of our nostalgia strings but if you think down deep into your soul nathan you know michael sarah is the right choice for steve yeah, for the record he's... i have no nostalgia for blues clues i know um, you don't you're old <laughs> i am old oh he just whoa he that agreed with you. me you you're can't turn that into a negative them? aj jesus he agreed um okay so uh we have no movement there mitch for the okay. penultimate I... choice of, no the ultimate choice of round one or round two, you get to pick. What are I'll we be nice and steal from Cozy. Okay. Because I don't want AJ to feel worse okay. by taking another of his characters when he has nah. three points total. Yeah. Um, and I'm disappointed with its position on the board because I feel like I'm going to give it as compelling a choice for this character that I can, that it probably deserves to get bumped up a little bit. And I will hope you will consider after I steal this from cozy. Yeah. And that's that if you wanted to recast Nathan Drake and didn't want it to be a younger Tom Holland, the perfect actor staring you right in the face in all of those skip the dishes commercials, because John ham would make the ultimate Nathan Drake. If you wanted to go for game accurate, Nathan Drake, I agree. Nathan Fillion would be an inspired choice for, at the right time. I think his time to portray this character may be behind him, but I still think he's a phenomenal actor. Nathan Fillion's John time was is hit. John Hamm should be getting more roles than he is in Hollywood. He was phenomenal on Mad Men. He was inspired in Baby Driver, and I could not stay away from the theater if he was the one portraying Nathan Drake in the Uncharted film because the dude oozes charisma, that wit, that that arrogance like that is John Hamm and that is Nathan Drake. I think it would have been a perfect union. Sony decided to go a different direction with it. And I understand. And I'm excited to see what Tom Holland does in the role. But if you were to recast that role, John Hamm would make a bomb Nathan Drake. So I do enjoy mad men. Am I going to uh, even be given a chance to fight back? <laughs> yes. He's already changed it. 
<laughs> yes, Cozy, go ahead. So, like, here's the thing. When, you know, before we, before the Uncharted movie even went into production, you know, one of the big critiques of it was like, you know, the Uncharted games are great as they are. And there are so many cool cinematic moments in them that, you know, are great because they're moments that you can actually control firsthand. And, you know, you can certainly make a good Uncharted movie. We'll see if that actually comes through, uh, actually comes true come the release of uh, the Tom Holland's upcoming vehicle, but like ultimately it's not going to have that special factor, that secret sauce, uh, that the Uncharted games themselves have. Part of my motivation in casting, uh, the elderly John Huston, the role of Nathan Drake in my he's self-conceived, not elderly, he's past. uh, well, whatever, uh, in the, <laughs> I said that so nonchalantly, I shouldn't have said that. Um, Part of my role in picking John Huston for the role of Nathan Drake is intentionally to, you know, give uh, audiences an older Nathan Drake and Nathan Drake that they're not used to experiencing on PlayStation consoles. I think that, you know, in the same way that a more youthful Nathan Drake portrayed by Tom Holland opens up opportunities for the character that we wouldn't normally get to have in the video games. I think that an elderly Nathan Drake does the same thing in the opposite direction. Imagine an Uncharted movie where (laughs) there's very little in the way of, you know, adventuring or puzzle solving. It's just him kind of reminiscing, sitting at his home, uh, you know, talking about his past adventures and or, you know, directing. (laughs) And when they're showing the flashbacks of his past adventures since he's been dead for 33 years and turned this into a ghost movie you'd see john ham in the role of nathan drake okay so okay i'm gonna make a ruling the point the point that i was i'm trying to make is that i feel like john uh houston brings an entirely new kind of perspective to nathan drake that we wouldn't be able to experience in video games because typically like very rarely with the exception of someone like old snake, for example, do we want to play as like an more elderly video game character? Whereas I feel like John Hamm is just, I mean, I mean, yeah, it is a, a much more kind of classical example of what we think of when we think of a Nathan Drake like character. But I mean, again, we already have the video games to experience. If we want to play as a classical Nathan Drake. Okay. So I tried, I, I will, I looked up a few things here quickly. Number one, we talked about Nathan Fillion being too old. Would you be surprised that Nathan Fillion is the exact same age as John Hamm? In fact, they are separated by about 20 days wow. in terms of their birthday. Who's younger? Um, uh, John, ha- John Hamm is 20 days younger than Nathan Fillion. My point stands. 20 days is a long time. My <laughs> wife and I are 21 days apart. So, um, Okay. But that being said, Cozy made a very compelling argument bullshit as for why we should keep john ham no no john houston no john ham oh cozy made a good argument for john ham because he's right um john ham probably just for the same reason that we said that nathan Fillion is probably a little too old for the role but i do like the idea of having a slightly older nathan drake not a like really 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 old nathan drake but I do like the idea of a more experienced because um, when we think of Nathan Drake in the games, I think what mid thirties is what we think when Give we or play take, the game. Yeah. Give or take. Um, so oh, cozy has made a compelling argument to keep John Hamm as Nathan Drake. 
but I don't get and any is it staying at that spot or did you feel like giving me some more points uh Cozy's very sad so I'm gonna keep it at the same spot fine what if you put a second John Ham as Nathan Drake spot at number 10 and attributed it to me <laughs> um it's gonna be moot in a second once we start round three I mean you don't know the first one of round three could end up at number 11 okay so round three, so for people who may not be aware, is my choices. Now, typically, we would have some sort of numbered system, and I'd have a bunch of things written down. But I had some very specific casting choices coming into this that I wanted to see. Um, that I wanted to see. So I'm going to give you guys my casting choices, and I've got them listed one through three here. I'm going to let AJ start first. Uh, AJ, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be from back here. Okay. So pick a number from one to three. Number two. Number two. Okay. You are going to be casting GLaDOS. Okay. And the actor that you have to make the argument for is Chris Pratt. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I'm sensing that this might oh be no. a theme I think that I know we're going to have to deal going. with, you know. Yep. Well, if, okay, you know, love him or hate him, Chris Pratt can can have some decent range when it comes to his acting. Um, I fully expect him to be able to play a sarcastic robot who is trying to not kill you but lead you to cake allegedly um i think i i at the very least i think chris pratt could definitely fall out of one of gladys's uh personality cores for sure there's a there's definitely a, a chris pratt like in there somewhere but yeah that's a. Uh, it's like it's like one of those castings that you just you hear it, you hate yourself, and you just think, yeah, okay, I guess. Okay, so that was a very compelling argument for Chris Pratt as GLaDOS. Um hmm. Where are we gonna put that? Let's Put it above Duke Nukem. Sure. All right. So Chris Pratt as GLaDOS has now entered the list at number seven. All right, Cozy, are you ready? Uh, I mean, I guess. Okay. So you are going to be making an argument... For a character that I have wanted to see on the big screen for quite a while. He doesn't get to pick between one and three? Oh, yeah, one and three. decide who does what? No, that's not fair. You're right. Pick a number, uh, one or three. One or three. Yeah, one or three. Three. Three? Okay. Oh, actually, that switches everything up a little bit. Um, uh -oh. Okay. You're going to be making the casting choice of Tom Nook 
And Tom Nook will be played by Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. God fucking damn it. See, I thought we were going to go with other actors that get overcast in every single role. No, it's just going to be Chris Pratt for all three of them. So go, Cozy, so we just get this thing over with. internet handle is Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. So this makes sense. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, three times three equals three. Three times three. Three is nine. I don't know know where I was going with that. All right. uh, Chris Pratt as Tom Nook. I mean... I, I feel like this role kind of sells itself. You know, everybody kind of has a hate boner for Chris Pratt on the internet nowadays. They don't like some of the kind of politics and religiosity that he's been recently involved in. So what better video game character for him to portray than another video game character that a lot of people have a hate boner for? He's a character that, you know, on prior episodes of Press YYZ, we've voted him as one of the worst video game monsters and worst video game villains of all time. I feel like if there was an ever a animated character or even in perhaps a live action, this could be a live action interpretation of Tom Nook uh, that Chris Pratt was born to portray. I feel like uh, Tom Nook is it. I think that he will be able to channel the, inta- the intense uh, perceived and also not perceived evilness uh, that is inherent to him uh, through and through into Tom Nook's uh, deep, dark uh, raccoonishness and bring out a truly fearsome portrayal of the animal crossing character that everyone just loves to hate. Oh, wow. That, that is a really good argument. Um, all right. So Nathan Drake is falling off this list. Boo. And I Tom, nothing else to go for Tom Nook as Chris Pratt is going to number three. All what? right. So that has tied up the game. All right, Mitch. Are you ready for your mystery characters? I bet you, you it's being portrayed by Chris Pratt. Go. You can pick the number one or one. Go. All right. So this is a character I think would work really well on the big screen. I think he could be menacing and foreboding. I would like you to tell me how the oh. big daddy. Oh, I guess I'm not saying anybody because Nathan turned into a robot on the video. Oh no. Can you hear me still? Yeah. You're back now. You. So go for it. Okay. So the big daddy is Chris Pratt. Hey, look, I'm a big daddy. I have a big drill on my arm. Is that a big daddy doesn't talk like what is Chris Pratt going to do in that? Like, I guess he has the physicality to play the character. He's a he's he's a beefy guy when he when he jacks up for Guardians. I guess he has the physicality to do it, but there's no vocal. Actually, you know what? This is the best role for Chris Pratt because it would be a non-talking role and we wouldn't have to deal with him trying to do press for it because it's a non-talking role, which means we wouldn't have to hear any of the controversial church kind of things he says when he does those things. Um, So I think, you know, good looking guy has the body to pull off the big daddy and non-talking role. So it it works out. We don't get an overuse of his caricaturization of this character in, uh, in the Bioshock movie. So yeah, that's why Chris Pratt make a great big daddy. Okay. Um, 
All right. Uh, where do we put Chris Pratt as Big Daddy? Let's move. So Peter Pepper. It's at forget. least above Peter Pepper. Yeah. Peter Pepper, Charles Martinet um, is coming off the list, but please don't forget to check Google Images on Peter Pepper. It's don't worth do it. that. It's not worth it. Um, y- y'all are making and- it out to be this disgusting thing, but it's just nature. It's Mother Nature. It's peppers that look like ding-dongs. F- fill in your list, Nathan. Uh, let's put... You know what? I'm not going to make it as high as some of these other ones. Uh, we're going to put it at number seven. So, there we go. You've you've mucked up the numbers on what is worth what, by the way, by doing the copying around and stuff. Really? I was just yeah, copying. Yeah, you've got the... like five, four, three, two, three, two, one, three, four, one. Mm. I don't fixable. know. Everything looks totally fine to me. <laughs> AJ's been fucking the numbers up. I watched him. Oh, I see. Okay. I blame AJ. <laughs> AJ's been fooling around with the numbers. It was very, very visible. Um, I was like, because I'm only copying, I'm not copying the numbers. I'm I just figured the two much. columns. Um, okay. With that being said, and without AJ's muckery, um, ooh, I'm seeing in the chat that Aubrey Plaza could be the little sister for Chris ooh. Pratt's um, Big Daddy. And that's inspired uh, by Darth Stridius. So um, that being said, let's uh, recap the list here quickly before we announce the point totals and the winners. So number 10, we have Duke Nukem as Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is good casting, but not a movie I necessarily want to see in this day and age. Uh, you know who'd make a great Duke Nukem if they were able to make a modern, relatable script would be John Cena. Oh, yeah. Actually, that'd be pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Yeah, if they could fix the good. character. Um, okay. GLaDOS as Chris Pratt by AJ. That was AJ's choice. Um, Boy and Trico uh, by uh, being played by Tim Timothy Chalamet and Andy Serkis which the spelling has now been corrected. Thank you. Cozy and Cozy was that person. Uh, And then we have Mitch's pick of the big daddy by Chris Pratt. There's a lot of Chris Pratt on this list for some reason Uh, by Mitch. Um, Minecraft, Minecraft Steve by Michael Sarah, also by Mitch. This is some good casting. So we've got Samus by Dakota Fanning at number five and AJ. And I'm really glad that we just didn't say Scarlett Johansson because I feel like that's the default. I feel like the default at this point should be Brie Larson, not ScarJo. True. Um, And then we've got Aloy with Florence Pugh, who's fantastic. Uh, Also Mitch's choice. Uh, Our final Chris Pratt of the list, Cozy's choice. Um, Chris Pratt was very, very popular. Uh, Tom Nook to play Chris Pratt. I think that's the best of these Chris Pratt roles. Would you guys not agree? They're all terrible. Chris Pratt should stop being the voice in all these video game movies. Do you see um, that he's getting Garfield too now? Yes. Hell yeah. There's some really terrible memes. Don't look at them. Uh, uh, Are they Cat- as bad as Peter Pepper? Yeah, maybe. Again, uh, Peter so Pepper is nature. It's mother nature. It's fully natural. Uh, Nature's gross sometimes. Please finish, Nathan. So at number two, we've got Captain Toad with Jordan Peele in that spot, um, a pick by Cozy. And finally, and I think this is very inspired, and we should find some sort of hashtag uh, to get the Rock's attention on this. But Sam and Max, uh, the 
probably the best duo in video games don't mm -hmm. at me um being played by the rock and kevin hart i think um actually mitch this is possibly your finest moment on rank him ever if we and had to because i just i found a way to integrate sam and max and it wasn't you yep yeah uh, well you didn't even know i was going to be the person judging so no i didn't it was on my list and then as soon as you said you were hosting us I, I knew i had to say it um but i think it is perfect i think it works so well together uh and i really think we should start some sort of hashtag campaign to get the rock's attention on this um so with that being said the final scores aj has four points fuck you cozy has eight points um mathematically it would have been impossible mitch, for mitch to lose anyways even after sam and max win term. the game and mitch has 11 points so i'm just seeing in the chat here um jigs uh sal has asked what disaster did i come back to um and i don't know why but these guys went super heavy on chris pratt I don't know he why. He made us, Sal, I'm sorry. Please go back and listen to the rest of it because it was yeah. a good time. You came back to a bunch of people that don't appreciate classical actors from the 1970s like John Huston. I, I so think we're running a little robbed. long and vamping. Uh, yep. Nathan, let's wrap this sucker up. Yeah, 100%. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in to Press YYZ. And if you enjoyed this broadcast, please be sure to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at Press YYZ. Uh, slide into our Discord at invite.gg slash Press YYZ to keep the conversation going. We love having conversations there, so please jump in. Until next time, thank you guys for playing. Uh, I will night. say... PressYYZ.com slash Extra Life. Please donate because we want to raise money for the big, beautiful kids. Yes. yes, big, beautiful kids are very important.